You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. I'm sitting here with my guest this week who is a fabulous actor, a fabulous comedian, and a fabulous goddamn human being, Lori Elliott's in the hot seat. How are you, Lori? I am good. Thank you for having oh, me. Thank you for coming. This has been nice a long time coming. It has. Yeah, it we, has. We find, our schedule's finally lined up, eh? I exactly. Got, I got three days straight with you now. That's true. We got we got t- tonight's podcast. Every, everything we're going to talk about has already happened for the people who've already who are listening on Monday when this comes out. That's correct, and but, it was amazing. Oh, I know. Tomorrow yeah. night's or or last last Wednesday's Icebreakers warm up show. Wow, oh, was that great? There was at on. least. 12 people at the underground. It was so good. And they were into it. I know, I know. Six comics, but you know. (laughs) And then uh, then, uh, we got you for the Icebreakers Comedy Festival, which uh, I know we're talking about it before it's happened, but the podcast, you know, the timeline's all screwed up, but I'm going to tell everyone you fucking killed it, kid. Thank you. You killed it. Sold out house. We had a good time. Little scandalous. You did. Uh, you ruined Joe Pilatieri's marriage. That's fine. That's fine. What happens in the green rooms sometimes doesn't always stay in the green it room. It sometimes leaks out, <laughs> and then it becomes the blue room, and we're all sad. <laughs> um, but no, are you are you excited to come back to the fest yes. or what? I'm very excited because I've done it before, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. I had a great time, and I got the best swag. Oh, that was you provide great festival swag. You you know what's coming to your your swag bag this week I'm though, so don't excited oh. yes Lori's, can we say yeah okay. Lori ordered up her charcoal gray sweatsito today yes I like you went for a men's too I did good, I went for good. a men's fucking lounge in that thing I'm gonna lounge so much I've got a I also have a charcoal gray you do oh I've got five you must, okay how many sweatsitos five, five now and I, do they all have your, they all say potato they all are potato yeah okay. yeah yeah I, I remember when I was getting more I was like I should get different ones Kira's like no no it's Everyone has to say potato. Potato, like, potato, okay. potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, I've got one waiting for me also in Niagara. What we had com- like a big order. Uh, we tried um, to do a big order for everyone for last week because the week fest is now two weekends. And uh, we wanted for because the Sweatsito guy came up from Nevada. This guy's a fucking rock star. This guy looks he looks pretty cool. Too. He looks so cool. Uh, we were trying to nail down his look. And I think when me and Kira came with, uh, he's a retired porn star is the look he's rocking. <laughs> Yes. And uh, he's yes. just he just wears velour yes. and he's got a sweet mustache and he's just the yeah. fucking coolest guy I've ever met. And uh, now we're he's my new best friend. I love I'm, it. I'm going to see him in Reno. Well, he, I got to fly into Reno, but then we, he takes me up to Lake Tahoe. I've never been to Reno. I've always wanted to go. Well, and I'm never been going. To Lake Tahoe. I'm going. Um, but yeah, he uh, he came up and he uh, he just he just had a blast and everyone gets a sweatsito. How great is that? It's amazing. When I got that information from you, <laughs> I I kind of squealed <laughs> and then immediately went to the website. Immediately showed Stu, my husband, <laughs> and then we just looked at all the options. So many options. Yes, and then I sent you the text saying, "What size do you think I'd be?" And then I thought that's a terrible question to ask a man. Yeah. <laughs> I I had. To uh, tell one of the lady comics today that I go, uh, I go, Kira thinks that size might be a little tight on you. 
her words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. Yeah, though. she was like, I'm not offended. Just size it up. But uh, anyway, so we had this big order uh, ready. And like, because Sweatsita was the official sponsor of our opening night. Mm. And uh, he was there, and uh, we had all the comics. We're going to wear Sweatsitos, Bebzy, Badalini, uh, Frank Spadone. And oh. then the shipment got lost by UPS. What? And it, it didn't arrive until it was supposed to arrive Wednesday. It didn't arrive till uh, like this Monday, like the following Monday. Oh, and, uh, no. And we were very, very upset. But Sweatsito guy came. He like brought me a stack of Icebreakers t-shirts that he made. And apparently when the, the shipment of Sweatsito showed up, there's a ton of Icebreakers hats in there now. Holy like, cow. This guy is, he's the nicest dude. He's a, he's a fucking party. His wife is awesome. And um, we're, uh, we're, we're going to be friends. I love that. Yeah. I love that. The fact that he did that and went a step beyond with the hats and the t-shirts. Yeah. The fact he came up. Yeah. Like he had yeah. to, so he, his, this was his travel. He had to fly with his wife to Chicago. Uh, they spent a night there, left their daughter with the family and then flew to Buffalo, rented a car, drove up to Niagara. And then partied with us for two days and then flew back to Chicago from Buffalo, spent another night. Remembered then, their daughter. Yeah, picked that? up the daughter and then they had to go uh, like fly into Reno from there. Oh my gosh. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great MLK weekend right there, yes. baby. This is what yes. he died for. So <laughs> he could is. wear velour and party hard oh. in Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh, and get, get things, uh, get your name put on yeah, it. Yeah, embroider it up. They even have rhinestones, which I considered, but then I thought, don't. A You're getting a free. A few people ordered some uh, real, like, real fancy ones. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Kyle Brownrigg's uh, Sweatsito is called Cinco de Awesome. Okay. And it's got martinis all over. I can't, oh my gosh. Oh man. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He'll look so good. So in it's that. good. Anyway, yeah. enough about Sweatsito yeah. guy. Rich, you're the best. Um, thank you, Rich. Thank we you, love Rich. You. I will see you in April in Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Oh yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do in Lake Tahoe? Do you Oh like, he's he's gonna show ski? me a good time. Um he he said something about skiing and I yeah. asked if April was still gonna he's like, Yeah, we still got it. And okay. I think if I rented some skis, I'd know what to do. Good. Like I, uh, I skied when I was a young boy. Yes. Um, yes. But it wasn't like some a regular thing. It was like once a year with school for a bit, and then like a couple times with buddies. But it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It was fun. I do the V. You know, you, the That's V me where too. you go. To, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, I, I never get those skis parallel. No, no, and, and you're, you're stopping skier? is with a, a building. That's basically <laughs> a fence or a building or is a how tree. I stop. Or a, tree. or a tree. Or a tree. Yeah, I could yeah. never snowboard either. I, I don't know. I just, no. I'm, uh, I could roll down a hill. I'm a good, I can roll down a hill. Uh, and I like, I'm not a big cold person. I like the warmer weather. Ah, That's me. Well, you're tiny, you know? It's, it's, yeah. I, I don't mind the cold. No? I, I got some extra layers, you know? It helps. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I have been losing weight. Thanks yes, for noticing. Yes, you have. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, look, yeah. you look at your prime. Listen, respect the ring, all right? Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> See, I'm not wearing mine. I was like, do I wear it? Just in case, no. Do you, are you not a ring wearer? <laughs> I am, but I just didn't wear, didn't wear it today. I, uh, I've been trying to like take mine off at night because um, I got like, uh, like some eczema happening under it. Uh, uh, yeah. So the doctor's like, well, don't wear your ring all the time. And I, I don't know. I, I actually like wearing it. It's like a, like a security blanket sort of it's thing. Nice. Like it, I need it to be there. Um, but I, uh, I haven't forgot it one day when I, I, you know, I, I still leave the house every day. But sometimes I've come, home, come back upstairs and be like, oh, my ring. Oh, it's ter- It's really scary yeah. when you, I've done it too, where I've lost my ring. I thought I lost it on a ferry coming from Salt Spring Island last summer, 
back and, and yeah, I you're was not just, getting that no back. no and and a, typically a woman's ring is worth a hell of a lot more than you, the dudes uh, mine's mine's titanium um, which uh which so. it uh you can't get it cut off if anything happens oh wow and it, so if like something's gonna pull you know like something's gonna rip your finger off the, the ring will eventually give out but mine will just take my finger your finger me. will go with yeah. it but i'm at the point where um like because i lost so much weight that i can shake my ring right off that's and scary that's, like it's it just goes past that knuckle too quick and i'm like oh well that's gonna be careful with that because I, I, i'm just gonna gain the weight back <laughs> I got, I got, it's I got an easy two. and delicious answer. I, I got five sweatsitos at a real baggie right now. Like, we can fix this quick. <laughs> What's your favorite color, sweatsito? Oh, I like the the my original is the brown. I okay, yeah, yeah. that's I th- think the one I've seen you in the most. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the one I was like, I better wear this to meet Rich. Yes, I remember because we were staying at the same hotel and I was at the first show setting up for the for the show, and then I was like, well, let's go back to the hotel, and I said to Kira, I go. I go, I don't want to run into Rich at the hotel because he told me he was there. I go, I don't want him to see me in street clothes. <laughs> and I came uh, pulling in in uh, my dad's van that I borrowed for the festival. And he was like walking out of the hotel and he saw me. And I was just like, hey, but, and I didn't get out of the van. I'm like, buddy, I don't want, to, I don't want you to see me in cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Uh, but then I suited up and we partied. And then you partied down. Now, can I, can I ask you something? You ask me anything you want. Can you tell me, because this is going to be airing <clears throat> on Monday, yeah. right? Can you tell me how last weekend went, the first weekend of the festival? The first weekend of the festival was insane. Like, oh, it was like yes. opening night. Uh, we do it at this place, Oast, and it's like, it's like an old barn converted into a brewery. Um, like, it's all... It's it's all renovated, but like made to look old, you know. Like yet the upstairs, it's just got these low ceilings, and it just we cram we cram like 120 people into this little room, and it's nice. like everyone's shoulder to shoulder, and the energy is just so good, and it uh, the show is nuts. I bet. Um, but Frank Spadone got a complaint. What? Yeah, Frank Spadone. Somebody complained. Rob Bevanek opens the show. Uh, five minutes in, starts talking about eating ass. And then that spiraled into uh, Majunder came down because uh, he was doing the next night, but he was yeah. in a day early. So he wanted to do a guest spot. And he was like, he's like, I got some ass jokes. And then Battalini came. Yeah, Battalini came up. She got dirty. And like, it just got like, it kind of turned into the dirty show. But this woman's fucking complaint. Um, she got, her husband went up to Frank afterwards and said, my wife was very offended by your OCD joke. Our son has OCD. Oh, wow. Get fucked, buddy. Wow. <laughs> Who doesn't have OCD, man? And if wow. this is what's offending you, just don't don't go out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are, yeah, there are a lot worse things yes. to get offended by. Yeah, and he was just making jokes about, he, the funny thing, it was all about his wife's OCD. Um, and his wife was in the room. She didn't seem offended at all. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the thing. If you're if you're doing something about your spouse, uh, you you always get permission. Yeah, there, yeah. You either get it before or you get it after retroactively, or you have the the you know the the um, you have it taken away from you. You're not allowed to. So if she has it, she was there. He's talking about her. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Doesn't it's, really. It's so I don't know. Mm. It was funny after the the celebrity gala we threw. It was a it was a probably it was the biggest show we've ever done. It had uh, more people in attendance than last year's entire festival. What? Um, and it was the first time we tried it, and like we're trying to go upscale and get like you know just yes grow things. And uh, so Shama Jander was our headliner, and he, uh, um, I forget what. 
race he is. He's half something, but he's like, I think it's, um, do you know what Indian. he is? In, is it, yeah, I think he's half Indian. But anyway, he's like doing some jokes, like doing a lot about race stuff and like mm-hmm. what he went through. And then at the end, at the end of the show, my aunt goes, oh, I, I just can't handle those racist jokes. And I was just like, what? Oh. She's like, this is the racial material is just too much for me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, you're a white woman, so you you know what he's been through. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I know. It's the, it's the white, I f- I f- I'm white, I feel so guilty. Yeah. Therefore, well, can you that's, tailor who, it for me? That's no. who gets offended no. these days is, like, white people get offended for uh, people of color or minorities, yeah. whatever we call them. I don't know. Uh, it always changes. It does. It, it, <laughs> it does. Um, but it's like... Uh, who, like, if they're not mad, then take it fucking easy, man. Like, this woman uh, complained to Yuck Yucks on behalf of her husband about Rob Ross. Said, my uh, my husband's Chinese, and I don't appreciate those jokes he does about the Chinese. And they're not, like, he does a Chinese accent, and then he says, that's not me being racist, that's a bang on Gary Fong. Like, he's like, this is, yeah, this is what he sounds like. And uh, it's just, people just get so hypersensitive about shit and just fuck off and... The, what, the Enjoy thing, your life. The the jokes that see I'm as I'm a white older woman, so I don't do any material on race at all. But <laughs> but but when people do jokes that have that kind of element that makes people go, "Ooh, should I laugh mm-hmm. at this or should I just blanket be mad about it?" Yeah. Um, some of the jokes, once you hear that one trigger word, you automatically go to a place and then. But what the comic is trying to do is bring your attention to the fact that... Yeah, we're it, making light of this fucked up shit. Yeah, or make a point about yeah. racism that is very succinct, but people will 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 just be like, oh, no, 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 I can't well, hear this without hearing it through. Well, the problem is, like, a major thing, a major problem with racism is people are so afraid to talk about race that anything they hear about race they construe as racism, you know? Yeah. They're like, if you mention it, they're like, hey, you can't talk about that. Like, why not? We're we're all something, you know? Like, yeah. we're all different, and that's fine. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And it's, it's a joke by joke. Yeah, just... Basis. Just, I don't know. Whatever, man. I, I find your material very offensive sometimes. But- <laughs> you're just fun on stage. You just have a good time. I like to have a good time. I uh, And this isn't me, you know, being self deprecating in a I need attention way I'm not smart enough to do I know my limits I'm not smart enough to do political material Mm -hmm. to do anything that's too edgy that isn't just plain goofy I like goofing around no it's great I I just do I don't I never fuck with politics because I don't know man I my problem with politics mostly probably is uh the jokes have no shelf life and I, um, I'm lazy, so I like to write a joke that I can use for five years. Yes, it's good. <laughs> and it's just if you write a joke that doesn't have a time frame on it, then you can just keep using it as long as people are laughing. Yep. And it's, uh, I don't know, the the political stuff just you got to keep writing. Oh, what happened this week? I got to read a newspaper today. Fuck this. Oh, yeah. No. No. I'm. A, I'll read the headline and make my own assumptions. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, but so. if you love politics, then you're not going to have any problem doing topical humor yeah, all exactly. the time. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to anything. I like. I don't know. People are 
mad about Trudeau sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you should be mad he wore blackface, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's he admitted he's a fucking idiot for it, so let's let him go. I guess we did let him go because we reelected well, him. Well, he got reelected. Um, but I, I don't I don't care what's going on in day-to-day. Like, if if the liberals lost and the everyone's afraid of Andrew Scheer becoming the leader, and he... My life does not change in any way. So... <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to keep avoiding paying taxes either way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the no shear boat, but he's gone now anyway. So yeah, it's great. He was, can... uh, uh, Andrew Barr's got a great shear joke. Uh, he yeah. Says, uh, it looks like... Uh, it looks like somebody put evil in a microwave for 10 seconds just to soften it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a good joke. <laughs> yes. Good joke. Love the bar, man. <laughs> the bar man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a room in my home called the Andrew Bar. Really? Yes. Is the is it is there a bar? Oh yeah, in, there's okay. a bar. There's okay. a bar. All right. It's stocked. You should come yeah? over. We, well, we have parties. Well, I've wanted to come before. I, I invite you to. You to have, I've invited yes. you to parties. You have invited me to parties. We have a but good I time. But yeah, no, the Andrew Bar, and then we have a. I have a headshot wall up in the Andrew Bar, and uh, the the rule is uh, worst or first. So okay. It's, it's just everyone's Continue. shitty headshot up on the wall. Oh, it, I got a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. uh there's some beauties up there. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, I'll I'll swing you by sometime. I want to see these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. They're good. First headshots are no, actually, it's your second headshots I find can be the worst because the first one you do, you listen, you go to the professional and then mm. the next one you're like well, I, I don't want to spend that much money. I get it. I know how to smile now. I know. And then you 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 do it yourself or have a friend do it. Yeah. They're terrible. Well, my one and only headshot I've ever taken. I don't age, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you don't. You're aging um, backwards. Oops, I my phone just dropped. You need Sorry. to pick it up. Go ahead. I um I also don't ever change my hairstyle or my clothing style, so it doesn't matter. So it's uh it's just my first headshot is still me. Get your phone. Wait. I know. I was scared. Get, get, I don't know. No, no, get up. Like, get yes, up. Don't worry. On. Don't worry. Okay. It's fine. I'm getting up. You're getting up. Did you crack the screen? Did the screen crack? Not yet. What are you, iPhone, Android? I'm iPhone. This is my new iPhone 10, oh, not 11. You're dropping it with no case, eh? I have no case you on it. got to be a little it. more careful there. <laughs> I do need, this I is need my to new get smash. a case. I need to get a case. My old phone fell in the toilet. So many times. So many times. <laughs> wow. So many times. I um I remember I dropped a I dropped a flip phone in the toilet while I was pissing one night. It was uh, I was very drunk. It was New Year's Eve, about two in the morning, and the girl I was, uh, you know, try, you you're making that last ditch effort. At, yes. Uh, and yes. I had her on the phone. And uh, I was like, well, I just got home. If you want to... And then I was like pissing while talking to her. Um, I'm a romantic. And it yeah. fucking fell. Multitasker. Well, I was... And I was like just pissing on the phone. I'm like, ah, oh, what do I no! do? What do I do? So then I just like... Once I stopped pissing, I was just like... Uh, and I just reached in, grabbed it real quick, and then like started washing my hands with the phone in the sink. <laughs> well, uh, that's good. Yeah, the phone didn't work anymore, and uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I did not uh, finish that phone call. <laughs> oh, that's a bu- so no, no, nothing happened. No, no, nothing, nothing. That was my window too. Never. Never got that chance again with that girl. Oh uh, well, maybe it was a sign. It could have been. It could have been a she, sign. She could have showed up and ruined my 2009. 
There you go. Right? You just or maybe don't know. It was 2008. I don't even know. Long time ago. Yeah. Anything wow. past two weeks, I'm like, could be 10 years, could be. How long two have you been weeks married? Ago. I have been with Stu for it. it little over 20 years. We got married in 2005. So okay. math-wise. 15 years? What is that? Yeah. Yeah, 15 about 15 years. years. This year. this, it's, a, it's, a, it's an even year now, like on the fives. So it's easy yes. to calculate things. Yes. That's why yes. I, I, I For was bo- you. Well, I was born in 80s. <laughs> I was born <laughs> in 80s, so it's always easy to do the math of how old am I right now? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not going to ask what year you're born in, all right? We don't want to. No, we don't. It was, <laughs> I don't even remember, but it was a while ago. It was a while back. I remember mine. It was great. You remember your yeah, birth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice view of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I just came out running and never looked back. That was me. Get it off me. <laughs> um, how'd you meet Stu? Stu and I met. He's from jolly old England. He is. He's from England, and but I met him because I'm in Canadian entertainment. I was working <laughs> at a bar. Nice. And he is a chef, and uh-huh. he's one of those people who always wanted to be a chef since he was uh, like very young. So yeah. he just went right to from you know school right into chef school in England. Came here, and he was the executive chef at the restaurant I was bartending at. Uh-huh. And a fancy place? It was fancy. So he's it was a fancy chef? Farniente, which mm. was at uh, King and, no, sorry, Wellington and Bay. So Bay and okay. Wellington, so it was more of a, like a, a yeah, Bay Street kind yeah, of yeah, brokery yeah. place, but lovely place. I met him, and it was, people say, oh, love at first sight. It wasn't love at first sight, because I, you know, I, I got to know somebody. But <laughs> when, the first time I started talking to him, my in my head, and this had never happened before. I thought I want to spend more time with this person. I really, really want to hang out with this person more. Nice. And then we started dating, and I quit because I didn't want to work with <laughs> well, who you're dating. Who I'm dating. So I'm not, I'm how about weird. after 20 years, you still want to spend a lot of time with this guy? I do. That's good. I do. It's not to say we haven't had our ups and downs. No, yeah, we, yeah. You do, right? 20 years. We don't <laughs> have kids. But, that helps, uh, eh? I mean, I think it might. I sometimes wonder, because I, I think if we did have kids, maybe we'd be divorced, because <laughs> I'm very neurotic, yeah. and I, I question myself a lot, so I could have... I could really screw up a child. Did you did you guys uh, make the choice not to go down that road, or it was just a... I never wanted... Yeah. I, it, and you the, knew it from the beginning? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was cool with that? And he was okay, and I let him know right away as well. Yeah, I, Kira, like, I, when my, when I was at my first marriage, I, you get married, at, I was married at 25, and you're like, well, I guess we have kids now, and that's just what the fuck I thought happened well, in life. of course, yeah. And then when that went away, um, I, uh, and I don't know, then I started, I started doing comedy, and I started, like, just having a good time yeah and then i was like why would i ever want to fucking end this and bring a kid into it and then i met kira and she's like fuck kids they're gross and i was like all <laughs> right but it was so funny because the first time i was out with kira um she asked me about marriage she's like what do you think about marriage like knowing i had already been through one and yes. I was like, it fucking sucks man I don't want to do that. It's stupid. It ruins everything. Well, like just went on this rant. Right, she, right out of the gate. Yeah. And she just had this sad look on her face. She's like, oh, I always wanted to get married. And I went, we all get married again. <laughs> <laughs> Pivot. It worked the first time. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I, uh, I I had a big weekend um, uh, doing some comedy uh, after Icebreakers. Icebreakers was yes. huge. But then uh, the last two nights, I uh, 
I opened four shows for uh, disgraced comedian Louis C.K. Yes. Um, lovely time. Lovely time. Uh, but my uh, last night's show, my um, my ex-wife's maid of honor was there. Okay. And she came up. She's like, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I was like, yeah, good. And like, I haven't seen her in years. She's like, she's like, what are you doing? Like, you're here for the show? I'm like, I'm on the show. She's like, what? Wow. I was like, yeah, you tell that bitch that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then just because she was there, I threw in some uh, threw in some jabs on stage at the old ex. Hey, eh? get get word back to her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh so my gosh. So humble of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't like uh, that's that's Baba Jewy over there. That's my producer. He likes to chime in every now and again. Yeah, I need to center like Jeff once in a while. <laughs> that's right. Reset. Align. No, I just asked this guy, because this guy in the front row, I'm like, is that your wife? And he's like, yeah. And they were older. And I was like, oh, how long have you guys been married? And they're like, 10 years. I was like, oh, so your second wife. And he's like, yeah. Yes. Like, Aren't second wives the best? Second <laughs> <laughs> hey, scoring points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do the whole, I'm on my practice marriage, my first marriage. Yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're putting in the practice. I'm putting in the, but Stu's on his second marriage. Okay. So how long was, was his first? His first was, I think, I, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but I think he was around the same age as you. So I believe mm. it was about maybe four years oh, or something you be, you like that. Oh, doubled me. I was yeah. in and out in two years. Two years. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, you, you get in there, you realize maybe this isn't for the best, mm-hmm. then you get out. That's, re- that's hey, smart. Get in there, buy a house in Ajax, move out to the Burbs, <laughs> and then go, wait a second. <laughs> Is that what you did? You'd oh, yeah, buy, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. We, I, was, uh, I was a homeowner way back Whoa. in the day. Now I don't own shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You what are you talking about? You have a comedy festival. Yeah, I don't. Is that owning something? Yes, well, it's I, a business. I, I, my name's on the business license. It's a successful <laughs> business. It's something that will get you a loan for a home. These are all good things. All right. I'm actually we're looking to buy a home, uh, but not a home. We're looking to buy a house that we'll rent out. Uh, Smart. N- next door to my dad. Oh, nice. So I'll have him uh, next door to make sure no shenanigans are going on and. And I uh, and it's already got a basement apartment, so I'd be a double slumlord. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Where about in that? Is that out in Niagara? Yeah, it's. Uh, remember the winery we went to um, for for the lunch in the barrel cellar? I didn't got to go to you that because I was sick. And you don't get to go this year because you're the Thursday show. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. But if you want to come, I down, get a track suit. I get a sweatsuito. If you okay? want to come down on the I'm Saturday good. just for lunch, you're more than welcome. Maybe um, I will. But Maybe uh, I'll hold on to that. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Um, but it's uh, it's like a, it's in Niagara Lake. It's called it's a little village in Niagara Lake called St. David's, and it's um, it was like population 400 growing up. We had a four way stop. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Four Whoa. corners of St. David's. A lot of things happened down there. Um, but now it's like it's quadrupled in size in the last. 10, 15 years, Ooh. and there's a big boom, and it's like it's a, it's such a weird juxtaposition of like the old houses compared to the new houses because they're coming in and they're building these like monstrous houses. Oh wow! Like across the street from my dad's bungalow that he bought in the seventies, you know, and then you're just like, the what the fuck bungalow. is going on over there? You love the seventies? You said I love the seventies bungalows. <laughs> yeah, 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 I want a bungalow so bad. That's my dream house is a bungalow that's not so big that someone else could live in it without me knowing. That's my, my dream. My dad's bungalow. It was it was a shoebox when he first bought it. It's still kind of a it's a pretty small house, uh, but he he bought it for twenty five thousand dollars. Oh. And then he, uh, um, I think once after I was born, it was a two bedroom, no basement, uh, like just little box. Yeah. And then uh, once I was born, he was like, "Well, we gotta do something." So they did a 
a renovation, like a big addition, and then added a basement and everything. Holy but cow! It's, it's still a still a tiny little house, but it raised raised a couple of kids. Now it's just him, my stepmom, and a dog. And that's what you want. You mm-hmm. want to retire in a nice bungalow yeah. that doesn't have too much square footage, that doesn't have too many stairs. Mm-hmm. They used You're, they used to have two bedrooms open. upstairs uh, and two bedrooms downstairs. Uh, now they have. Um, one bedroom upstairs and three storage rooms, just oh. hoarding away stuff, just yes. just collecting. <laughs> yeah, that will be us. We say it won't be. I try but to like it because I see will be. like my my grandma is a crazy hoarder, and because of that, I like I try not like I I want to throw things out. Yeah, and I told Kira our February is uh, dedicated to just thinning like just our belongings like we okay. put when i moved in we put things in bins and put them up on this thing and we haven't touched the bins yet i'm like everything in those bins can just be thrown out but don't uh, look in the bins then no, nobody likes to nobody likes to throw out their stuff no no because you think maybe it'll be worth something it won't and yesterday i was i was at my mom and dad's in burlington uh-huh. going over stuff to put on kijiji and it's all these books that are really old that you think are going to be worth a mysterious fortune you. from a strange <laughs> collector no, no, it's $20, and nobody's bidding on it on eBay, and like, everything I looked up. eBay's so, still a thing? It's Well, uh, for this lady, here it is. <laughs> I looked everywhere to find stuff, yeah. but yeah. I, so you grew up in Burlington, that's where it most all Most of my life, nice. yeah. Nice. What's most of your life? Uh, since I was, I think I was in grade, I don't even know what gr- age is in grades, I believe I was in grade six. We moved. That's when you moved there or moved yeah. from there? We moved to Burlington. From where? Uh, we went from Montreal. We oh, were in Montreal. Mississauga for about a year and then right to Burlington. Nice, and nice. my parents' house, we, we've been in it for, I guess, 35 years or something. And they probably spent nothing to buy that house. And now, because Burlington's now the nicest place in Canada to live. Uh, it is? Yeah. They just won this big thing like a couple months ago. Ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the best place in Canada right now is Burlington. Um, wow! Yeah, and it is pretty great. It's it's a it's beautiful a city. city. Yeah, very beautiful city. Um, but yeah, you're, you're you're the land value from being there that long. You're gonna you're gonna inherit it all, eh? Uh, you got who knows? How many siblings? Uh, well, one. It was just your was, sister. It was it, well, it was my sister and I and my brother. But now oh, it's you, my brother. Now it's so, just you and your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah so uh, and he's out in Victoria. Okay. How often does he come back? Mm, not as often as we want. No. I keep trying to convince him to move back, but he hates the summers here. Really? Of all things. The he sum- absolutely this is the hates summers- them. They're too hot and humid. I don't know, man. It's not wrong. It's not wrong, but it's not the worst. Like, a summer in Toronto is nice. I man. like a summer in Toronto. Like, I, I yeah. get... My summers are so jam-packed, I get maybe two weekends in the city, and I cherish those weekends. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do some cool Toronto shit for those weekends. Um, but then the other day, I'm up in the woods most then of the time. Then you're, I know, you're at the uh, at the famous... Paradise, baby. Paradise, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. another place I need to invite myself to. Well, <laughs> you should have told me your husband was a chef. Yes, <laughs> he is. I've actually had chefs up there before that uh, haven't got the invite back, because... Um, uh, a chef doesn't uh, doesn't know how to keep a clean kitchen. My husband is extremely clean. Oh yeah, because yeah. I had this guy. He just used a million different things. Nothing got rinsed. It was all just sitting there. Because and then like you can't make a guy cook. And then uh, 
And then, you know, like, okay, yeah. go do the dishes. So I'm like, yeah, you cooked. I'll do the dishes. And then I just went in the kitchen. I was like, what the hell happened in here? <laughs> you used all the dishes. Yeah, everything was used. <laughs> and things that aren't dishes. Yeah. But how was the food? It was okay. okay. <laughs> well, That's why no name has been mentioned. Well, it was, uh, it's, it, it was catered towards my vegan wife. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. So I'm like, yeah, hey, that's 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 nice. <laughs> well, the vegan stuff does tend to have. There's a lot of components. Yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. but it feels like there are a lot more uh, mm-hmm. as a vegetarian. Me, I'm just a big steak. Boom. Yeah. What, what's you like meat? I'm not a meat eater. I'm no? a vegetarian, borderline vegan. But okay. my husband was. Oh, yeah, uh, you like nut cheese. I like nut cheese. <laughs> that's a great bit. That's a great <laughs> one of your bits. So, thank you very much. I do like nut cheese. <laughs> but yeah, my husband's a full-on carnivore. Like he read, he he's was the head of the butchery department at George Brown. Like and, he teaches butchery, and that's never been a, an issue, though, right? No, because people no. always question, like, how can you be married to a vegan? Like, cause she's that's what she likes, and she's not going to stop from what I like, you know? Yeah, I think it's more. It's it, it's it's like anything. There's a scale, and and if you are hard, hard, hardcore, mm-hmm. then you are not going to marry anybody or be with somebody who is. A meat eater, yeah, but yeah. if but I he is very very respectful to animals and um, hates waste, uh, very nose to tail kind of uh-huh. person, and um, dog tails great, and, <laughs> and their stories the dog tails, um, yeah. So uh, he's th- it's good if he were if and he doesn't harp on me, doesn't make fun of me. That kind of thing, because yet made fun of a lot. I'm sure Kira has had her fair share of. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know her plight. Okay, so. uh, it can be a bit like, all right, enough. But uh, yeah, so it's good. He's he's great. We get along fine because of it. Do you uh, do you ever um, do you do any cooking? Like, is he a oh, chef? No. Is he a chef that wants to cook when he gets home? No. Okay, yeah, because my my <laughs> no, I um my um my best friend from high school uh, is a guy who owns Ravine uh, uh, Winery Ooh, that we go to. He nice. uh, so he went to like culinary school yep. and like trained under uh, this guy Michael Statlin. Yes, you, yes, yeah, yes. You of know course. Statlin, yeah. of course. If your yeah. husband's a chef, so yep. so my buddy Paul uh, lived at his place for like nine months. Um, wow. Where like I don't know, they usually only do like. I think four to six months for his interns, but he really liked Paul, so he kept him around. Very and cool. then he sent him to the guy who trained him in Stuttgart, Germany. Whoa. So then Paul, Paul moved there for a while and trained under this guy. But like, I remember when I was living with him, I was like, oh, living with a chef. And he would just eat garbage at like, he like, That's let's hilarious. just go. We lived, yep. we lived in this building, had a, like a hasty market <laughs> in the basement. He'd go down and like buy a box of pizza pops. And he's like, you want some? Oh, I'm yes. like, yes. And Chefs like, love pizza. Pops. They love pizza. Pops. Stuart has a name for them. He calls them fucking awesome. And that's that. He was like, because yeah, we've we've done the pizza pop thing many times. Oh, I bet. But when, but I bet your friend Paul, when he's cooking, it is yeah. full on. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how I think a lot of chefs are. They're they they're either I'm gonna have cereal for dinner and <laughs> cook all day tomorrow for my job, which I love and I love to do. Or when you're have you're making a dinner and you're having a dinner party, it is 
they pull out all the stops. Yeah. And that's not to say Stu doesn't love. He'll have he has Boys Night in where it's him and Reggie, our dog, and he'll make himself a really nice dinner. Okay. But a lot of it's very simple. It's steak, potatoes, vegetables, that kind of thing. Or he likes to make so on Boys reductions, Boys Night in. Does he just send you out? <laughs> that's when I'm doing gigs. It's Thursday. Get the out. fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I just stand on the porch and then he's like, okay, now it's ladies' night. Back and, in. And so chefs get bad rap because everyone that makes a f- meal for a chef, they're always like, oh, I'm sorry. It's not yes. A- no, the chefs just want somebody else to cook you're, for them. You're a and thousand a percent sandwich, right. doesn't yep. matter. Yep, a thousand percent right. I got a buddy who's a janitor, and I always get weirded out how clean my bathroom is when he comes over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I better shine that thing up. You look better. They are professional. I don't need this guy judging me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's so. So, yeah. so you don't cook? Then. No, I can't cook at all. I'm terrible. I'm. I can clean. I. It's the the rule is he'll cook and I will clean everything. Okay. But then sometimes he cleans as well because he's a clean and maintainer. Yeah. So there's not much for me to do when well, it's all said and done. It's funny. We actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was telling you about the the chef who destroyed my kitchen. <laughs> um, and Rob Bebenick was a bad culprit at this. Uh, he just, just making a mess and be like, see you later, boys. <laughs> uh, so now our deal is uh, the cottage. Like, So if we have a big group of people, um, everyone gets a meal. Like you got to do one meal, yes. and, but you got to cook it and you got to clean up. That's the best idea. Um, yeah, and it's just yep. like, then then you're off the hook for the rest of your trip there. It's the best idea. It's interesting you say that because I have a group of friends and and we've done that before. And we've, we've, we haven't done it for a while, but the first time was we, we rented a house in Sonoma. There were 12 of us where you would think, oh, that's going to be really expensive. But mm-hmm. no, when there's 12 of you, yeah. you can rent a gigantic house yeah, yeah, yeah. very reasonably and we would have two teams and one, and we would all go to the market and team one would cook and clean and do, like you said, everything one night. Mm-hmm. And then team two did it the next night. And it was so great hey. because you would completely have a night off as opposed to going, oh, like, I got to do something. Yeah. And we, it was really fun. Remember the, uh, the biggest party we ever had at my cottage was, uh, I think, 16 people. It was too much. Way too much. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Jarrett Campbell's meal. Um, he uh, he bought a an eighteen carton thing of eggs, <laughs> and, was, and he broke one on the way. <laughs> so we're done. So there's like one extra egg for everyone, and it was uh, just like enriched white bread that like no name yes, <laughs> yes. So like, you're not allowed to cook anymore <laughs> no more for you i have friends that literally go to cottage for just a weekend and every day they buy a party size pizza and Guess that's it, it. That's uh, we, it. I'm we okay just with eat that. pizza. Yeah. No, you throw out the boxes. No. No must. Meals. No fuss. That's right. We do. We do pretty like big meals. Like we're that's I don't know. That's what we go, we go up there to party and eat big meals and like I got this huge flat top grill outside like it's like four feet wide like cast iron. Oh man. And it's all propane run and just like you're looking over the water while you're cooking. It's uh it's a lot of fun. That's see that's also I like cooking. Well I don't. I don't like, I like cooking for me because I know what I want, but I have no idea how to cook for Kira. <laughs> well, she's vegan. And yeah, and it's just like, and the whole thing is like, because I, whenever I cook, it's because I'm like, I, I could eat that right now, but I don't really eat a lot of things she eats. Um, but I eat everything she makes, nice. but I don't know how to make it. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I don't know what you did there. I don't know how to make doll. Oh, um, so I love dolls. Well, you're close to oh. Little India, right? Yeah, like, where do you, I am. Where do you eat in the city? Oh man, well in the in the East End, Little India has a lot of 
places to go to. So we Siddhartha is one that we would usually go to. We also go get a place. At, What's that place uh, called? Tika Lahore or something? Yeah, Lahore. Tika, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And that it was such a small place when we first moved to that area, and now it's massive. Well, they, I remember when they had like a little like a a, tent a portable setup. yeah kind portable of thing. yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then it just went huge. Um, where else do we? Well, we live right around out the back from Maple Leaf Tavern, which we love. For... Jesse Valens. You know Jesse? He's going to be the host of Speaking Duck podcast next season. Get Look at out. all these yeah. podcasts we got He's here. He's going to be the. Oh, that's I a, love it. This is like brand new news. So this is exciting to even have a connection to that's him. That's so on exciting. This. Yeah, he's be- the best. Stu absolutely loves Jesse. And we and he just showed me an article. Jesse was in, in I believe it was Toronto Life or Blog TO, where he was at Gerard Square. Going or and going through different places or in the neighborhood that he loved to eat at. It was a great article, and he went to Tropical Joe's, which is in Gerard Square, and they have amazing food there. I get all of my chickpea roti and you know, patties. You know, you know what? Ger- Gerard Square has the best, um, the best. Uh, what the hell you call it? Service Ontario. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. Really? It is. You you Why go in go and out. Tire? It's like a kiosk, pretty much. I didn't even remember that was there, and I go out my back door and through an alley, and I'm at Gerard Square. Nice, but I, nice. I'm going there. Thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> How is Maple Leaf Tavern? Amazing. Because I remember one of the best burgers in the city. I remember yes, when, uh, yes. like before they did the Reno, and uh, my buddy lived just on the other side of the Walking Bridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the bottom of Pape there. And uh, we used to always like, let's go over there. And he never wanted to go. And then I remember a big, I read an article how they're gonna re- like renovate it and mm-hmm. bring it back. And it's going good. People are going there. Yeah, yeah, it looks oh, very yeah, it's busy. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Rush's Getty Lee likes to have fancy wine there. Oh my god. Downey used to go there before he passed. Jesse Valens, Jackie, all, all amazing chefs there at Maple Leaf Tavern. Absolutely. That, go, go what, to that yep. restaurant. What are they? Our sponsor now. <laughs> it, it's so good though, and there's so nothing good. really like it around. It's beautiful inside. and it's got oh, good yeah. options. Yeah. I could take, uh, I could take care of. Yeah, there. they have ve- vegan stuff yep. for sure. Yeah, ah, good, and, good, good, good. Uh, and an amazing well, bar. Yeah, delicious. The beverages that what on tap? I think they have. Um, Manhattans or something yes, that yes, they have yeah. on tap, and yeah. they're really good. They're really, really good. It's getting the nod of approval here. Yeah, why it's not? wild. Why that's not? so that's so cool that you're Jesse doing that. My husband will be so happy to hear of this. Of the Toronto culinary scene, oh, he really is. I love it. I love it. Good to know. That is very good to know. I don't let Kira uh, buy me meat. Sure she'll, enough, she'll try to buy meat, and she doesn't know what she's doing. I have done that many times. <laughs> yes, I, it was funny because I have the uh, I have Apple Car, um, the, like it reads you your text messages while you're driving. Oh, I don't have that. And well, yeah, you I know, want you, it. You know, you don't own a festival. Well, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, get ready! But, but I, remember, uh, I don't have a car. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving this guy uh, home from uh, the old day job CTV. I was giving a ride home, and um, the text message pop up, and I, you just hit it, and it reads it out, and it was. One from carriages. How do you buy chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I would totally ask that question. <laughs> yeah, 
other guy would just starts laughing. I was like, I, I think I responded. You don't. I will. Yeah, <laughs> just don't even bother. That's so funny for because be, with respect to the Apple Car, Christine von Hagen and Luch have that <laughs> in Vegas, and I've texted them before, and I always give Christine a ton of eggplant emojis at the end of my text. <laughs> oh, and it just goes eggplant emoji, eggplant, eggplant emoji, yeah, eggplant emoji. Yeah, it just emoji. keeps repeating it. So now I do it even more since I found out that that happens. But also when it comes to buying food, I have to. I don't even know how to buy certain vegetables and so <laughs> Stu will say get a get a rutabaga and I have to take pictures and be like is this a rutabaga is this a rutabaga you, you know there's a guy in the store you can ask I know I I sh- I actually should do that. But sometimes there's no signs by them, or the sign is a little shifted, so uh, it, you just don't know. Bevanek, uh, when he uh, when he's in my car, he will text me the nastiest <laughs> shit. You know, and it's just continu- like long-ass texts. Like, just hearing Siri say the word cunt is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and going. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> or in my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. <laughs> What kind of car do you drive, huh? I drive... Okay, we have two cars, and I'm sorry to say that because that's not necessarily a brag, (laughs) but um, one, I can't... I just can't quit her. It's Goldie, and she's a 2002 Honda CRV. Holding on, baby. And um, I love her so much. She's got 340,000 kilometers on her, and we keep her because I, I, I just... I don't know. She feels like part of the family. She does. It's like and an old dog that you just like, come on, a couple more years, clear. pal. Still good on gas? Yes. Still good. No, not great on gas. <laughs> okay. Not great, but we hardly drive her. Sure. But we have her just in case. A beater. Yeah, yeah, a beater. A She's gone through many renovations, all that kind of stuff. But then the other car we have is a Mazda CX-5, so it's a, a an older model, mm-hmm. but very, very, that one's very good on gas. Love Mazdas. Yeah, yeah. Like my Mazda. Do you know like drive standard? Yes, I do. I love standard. One of the few, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm Kira, older. Kira won't drive my car because it's standard. She can drive, but she, I don't know, she won't put in the effort to learn properly, and she doesn't want to do it in the city, and every time we're up this, north, yeah. I'm like, you want to drive? She's like, nah. And then she, then she blames me for driving a standard car, uh, which I did on purpose because I'm a comedian, and as a comedian... Nobody can borrow my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't even... Okay, so... There's like a handful of people who know how to drive standard. Yes. And, and usually they got their own car. I want to drive your car now. <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. I really do, do. I want to drive your car. I'll lend I it to you, it. and then I'll just send you some nasty text messages. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know how is it... Okay, here are my questions for you. Newer model, obviously, because mm-hmm. I know you got a new one. Yeah. And it's a Volkswagen? Yeah. And how was it hard to find a standard? Yeah, it took or was like it a, easy? It took like a month to get the thing in. Like we had to order it. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think Volkswagen is one of like the last ones that are making standards. Like a lot of cars are just not doing it anymore. How come they're not doing it? Is it because it's just they're just people? No, it's are, people, too hard. It's, it's not uh, people are not buying them. You know, it's like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the gas industries were in on it because you. Mm suck more gas with a automatic, automatic. Yeah. i think it's just people in general people don't yep. want to learn how to do things everyone wants like um that's true they're, they're trying to gear towards cars that drive themselves and it would be weird to just see a stick shift go, eh. that's true <laughs> that's know? true <laughs> but this thing uh it almost drives itself we got a few few fun functions really yeah it's like um 
uh, the cruise control slows itself down if it's coming up to a car. You know when you're uh, in cruise control yes. and you got to yep. break the cruise control? Yep. It'll just slow itself down and kind of just ride behind the guy until they nice. get out of the way. And then and nice. lane assist, it'll like just, it, you can do little turns with it. It'll just turn on its own. Whoa. But there's like new cars now have uh, like their cruise control. You can just let go of the steering wheel, like get on the highway, turn it on and it'll drop. Like you set your, set your speed and then it'll, make all this like do all the steering and everything for you it's uh that's wild it's a weird world it is a weird world because i'm still getting used to the rear camera i'm i always kind of look back still because yeah. of goldie being a 2002 <laughs> i gotta look back but i i want to i've always wanted to write a movie or a scene in, a, in an episode of television where an older person saves the day because they know how to drive standard <laughs> and the kids are the ones that look like idiots. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, going to be a, the apocalypse comes, the only vehicle available going to be a stick shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have and my, the 60-year-old my... <laughs> woman is the one who saves the day. I had my dad's big van this weekend and I remember like backing into a spot and my car, um, it beeps if I'm getting close to things and then yeah. like, it comes up on the screen, lets you know and... Um, you get used to that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm driving this huge van and I'm just like backing up. And I was just like, I wasn't even thinking I might hit something. Cause I'm like, Oh, it'll tell me when I'm close. And then I was like, Oh, this doesn't, this doesn't let you know. Oh, thank God you remembered <laughs> before crunch. That's <laughs> yeah. not a beep. Your, your car crunches. Dad, it didn't beep. It didn't beep. <laughs> Speaking of television, you just did some recent spots on some new TV. She's writing. Yes. On, uh, did you did you get any yeah. acting time on those shows or just writing? I did. Uh, I saw you posted a picture. Yeah, I thought, yes. I thought I saw something. Yes, it was so New fun. Eden. Yeah, New, New Eden. Eden is the show. New Eden is the show, and uh, it's on. Um, it just was released. Uh, on um, January 1st, or I think it actually came out, they snuck it in on the 31st, but officially January 1st, called New Eden, uh, created by Ebony Rosen and Kayla Lorette, who are both hysterical women and just geniuses. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes, so I got to, once... Once this madness ends in my life and I can turn my TV back on, I'm gonna uh, looking forward to finishing that. It's uh, really, it's so smart, and there's there's so many layers. There's there's so much funny. It's not like anything. No, it was you. It was good. You expect it was uh, like because Canadian television has like a weird. Oh, this you can tell it's Canadian. This said like you can kind of like it kind of feels Canadian, but you're like oh this is us doing it right like we're doing yeah. something good up here for once yeah and something very different mm-hmm. something that uh i haven't seen i definitely haven't seen it before yeah and um and i thought it was very cool that crave said let's do this but then they also said yes the letter kenny which is another huge show mm-hmm. and also very different from yeah. what you would expect so yeah. to me those are two things that can carve out a new kind of this is Canadian. This is some cool Canadian TV. Letterkenny, that's like Crave's fa- flagship uh, show. Like that's been around since the start of Crave. I think, think so. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But then you also got Baroness, which Baroness. is amazing. And yeah, so I did. I, I, I are you did, writing on Baroness? No, no. I, I didn't write Those on. Bitches won't let Baroness. you in. <laughs> well, I'm more of a. I do like. I do more. I'm less sketch, more. Uh, writing like episodic yeah yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but for for new eden i was in the writing room for it but um i didn't write any episodes they were all it was all uh kayla and and ebony who wrote them which you're makes just, you're sense. just doing punch up yeah yeah we were just you know coming try, like just 
along for just making sure that mm-hmm. things were tracking and you got and any fun dudes ideas. in that writing room? We did. Yeah, who was in that writing better. room? Better. <laughs> some highlights. Here's some highlights from that room. You broads taking all our work. <laughs> <laughs> well, the man was Zach Russell, who is an excellent writer and he's a playwright. Um, and then the women were Kayla, the two creators, of course, Kayla and Ebony, uh, Jocelyn Getty. Do you guys know Joss? She's mm, fantastic, excellent writer, uh, Beaverton. Um, and, like, well, she does a lot of animation writing. She also does live action writing. She's fantastic. And then there was Aisha Brown, oh, course, who yeah. we know and love. We do. And, she's been on the podcast. Oh, she's so good. Like, I love her as a stand-up in general, uh, as a person, all of that. But in a right, that was my first writing room with her, and she she knocked it out of yeah. the park. Yeah, I'm glad writing yeah. found her. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 she's very, very strong uh, with that. And then, what else? Rebecca Raftis was in the writing room. Uh, she's Tim Gilbert's partner. Okay. Yeah. Tim's very, very Tim funny. Tim is hilarious. So I only imagine she's equally funny. Oh, she's great. She's absolutely great. So, and I think that was it. That was that was the That's whole. That's a great room. The whole One team. dude, eh? I'm writing a fucking letter. One dude. <laughs> I know, but I've been he the only woman. Better have been straight and white. All right, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I've been the only woman in so many writing rooms. Yeah, right. It's, it's a nice change. It was. It was a. It was a very cool. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was one of the best writing experiences I, I've had. Aisha's uh, boyfriend, Hunter Collins. I love uh, Hunter. Love Hunter. He had a joke at the when he was hosting the uh, Canadian Comedy Awards about Baroness von Sketch. His joke was, he goes, I don't know who the dudes are writing that show, but they're giving they're giving those chicks some gold. <laughs> great, great. Line. So good. Oh, that's good. So subversive. And then he so also hard. had a joke about uh, uh, Kim's it. convenience writing room was uh, uh, one Korean guy and four dudes that do a pretty sick Korean accent. <laughs> <laughs> The doping mic with this. The Kobe this the Cobra? Co- Stuart almost lost his mind. It was, he, it, he blew the roof off yeah. the place. The snake stole the show. Oh. <laughs> I just hit the microphone. I managed to, that's fine. I managed to book Kobe in a show once, actually. Oh, yeah? You yeah, did? yeah. And Hunter, he said he did about five, six minutes and realized it was dying quickly <laughs> and he just had to ditch it. But yeah, it's an audience thing. It's right? a, oh my God. It's, they it's wanted a, a variety show. What's yeah, more variety than that Kobe? That is so variety, yeah. It's a certain, like it It kills in the underground. It, it's like, so funny. It, I think it would kill in England. Yeah? Because right. it's a lot of, there's a lot of wordplay. Yeah, it's all puns, and baby. Puns and, and Cunts, I mean, tricked <laughs> there, right? Right? And I just I was in England in not in twenty eighteen. I got to open for Stuart Francis on his farewell tour for, for ten shows and he's he's the pun master. Like he's yeah, his comedy he's, is he's he great. Killed like, And now he's retired. And he's retired. I know. I when he was uh he was here coming through uh getting ready for that tour. Yeah. Um I remember we're all out, whatever, and he said something about re- like he was talking about retirement. And Hempstead's like, I didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> it is for people as successful as Stuart. Yeah, England, sure. it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But I, I you can I see thought. Stuart's uh, his condos right over there, right I out know, the window. I've been to it. Mm-hmm. A lovely view. Yeah, yeah, lo- yeah. Yeah, he's he's excellent. I was actually um, I was trying. Uh, we were supposed to be going through England when you were there. And uh, I was like, our schedule is lining up, and I was looking at Stuart's 
um, thing, and I was going to catch one of the shows, but then we had to cancel the whole trip. Because um, uh, well, Louis C.K. was coming to play the Toronto Club the week after we were going to get back, and Kira's like, I don't want to be on the road like just doing emails and figuring out. That would have sh- been a lot Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for Kira. Yeah, she was like, so let's just wait till whenever, and then we haven't gone yet. But, but, and go. then and then this year I, I planned like a tour and everything. So she's like, oh, a tour, eh? She's like, I guess we're not going on that honeymoon. <laughs> I was like, we'll go next year. So 2021, we're going to interesting take my gal to england you didn't mention it was a honeymoon well yeah 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 okay okay honeymoon in england uh well we're gonna start um well she she wanted to do like uh england and then work our way up to um edinburgh she said we'll we'll start in london and drink our way to edinburgh how she sold me on the trip yeah um but then i said if we're going all that way let's start in amsterdam yes and um i could have some fun and then I think she would like that place. She wouldn't get high, but she the best was, city in the world. It is great. One of them. Yeah, I've a- been there twice, and I didn't. I didn't smoke at all the wow. two times I was there, and I loved it. I s- absolutely loved it. You smoke a little weed though, eh? I see at the underground every now and again. I but I don't smoke it at the. I've never smoked at the underground. Oh, you just breathe I, it in. I breathe it in, <laughs> and then because uh, I, I get I get paranoid, so I have okay. a little bit. I yeah. have a little bit, and my paranoia mostly stemmed from me thinking that uh, the police were going to arrest me oh, wow. or that the people I was with were going to die. So Not you, but the people. The people. I, and so, then I don't have a ride home. Yeah. <laughs> the so worst final destination. <laughs> no, if I got high and you got high with me and you coughed, I would want to call you an ambulance, wow. and that means I shouldn't be smoking. Was your parent a narc or something? No, not really? at all. Not didn't at all. Didn't put that fear into you. No, did I don't you ever, know what did. you ever party? Did you have your party years or what? I had some party years. Like drinking? Yes. yes. A little cocaine, nope, maybe? Eh? Never no? done the cocaine. No, me neither, I man. I don't judge. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I haven't done that, but I've definitely uh, done my just share. Just drinking? Drinking, Yeah. yeah. What about like uh, like high school? What what kind of gal were you back in the back in the high school years? Oof, oof, uh, ooh. I was fine. Fine. I was fine in the high party school. Party girl. I did some partying. I went popular. Through, I went through. No, I wouldn't say popular. I just kind of coasted okay. through. Um, I liked to. Uh, I wasn't at a lot of school. I I was um, the, I, when I was in high school for the first. Three years, I was diving. I did competitive diving, so wow. I was away a lot, and I didn't really have that. I I was at the pool after school, and mm. so I didn't do a lot of hanging out and stuff. So I didn't really kind of click with a lot. Uh, how of far groups. did you go in diving? I went as an age. This is a very long time ago, mm-hmm. and I was a kid. So I from a kid to I guess about. I guess 16 or so and then I quit for a bit and then I went back when I went to university for a little bit but I went provincials nationals oh. I did one worlds nice did cool long time ago have you ever executed the triple lindy the triple lindy <laughs> no no but by accident I've done something that's I've done it many times that have looked like a triple lindy yeah, I've hit I, myself on the board oh, I, I saw a video the other day this woman she was gonna run and then she like Changed her mind from the high dive at the last minute and tried to stop, uh, no, no, and then just like fell off and then hit like another board and then oh, like, oh man, my God. Oh, 
I used to be like, um, I was never a diver, but I was, uh, I was a bit of a daredevil off the high dive. Good for you. Um, like you jump and do flips and shit. And I, I was, I don't know. It was fun. Uh, but then I landed on my back one time and never tried to flip again. Yeah. Like it was yeah. excruciating that pain. When you wipe out, uh, from a high, a high altitude, mm-hmm. you don't, it, you can break your eardrum. Ugh. You can, you, you can, um, like I, I had, I wiped out where I had little pinpricks of blood coming out of my legs Ugh, or yeah. you, and you have brew. I've had, you know, you get, can get black eyes. It's pretty it can be pretty bad. See, see, I don't like that. I don't want to be hurt. No, and you don't expect it <laughs> either. You think, oh, water's soft. Adrenaline after the fact, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. But then there's also, there were things called gushers, where if you went in feet first from really, really high at a certain angle, like water would go right up your ass, <laughs> and that could cause problems. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or take care of a few problems. Or take care of some problems. <laughs> That's true. I've been waiting all week to get that <laughs> I'm in. I'm so constipated. But I don't want to use x lax I know. I know, I know a pool. move. I know a move. <laughs> They're going to have to drain the pool afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of real, you know, great high school kind of yeah. stories, but just well, kind of, you know, moseyed along. Nice, nice. But I like goofing around. That was pretty much my go-to, is just being what you said, Where'd you go to university? I went to U of T. Okay. For as much as I could go. I got the <laughs> you bare finish? minimum. What I were you finished. Taking? Just like, uh, oh, okay. uh, I got a BA in English. Uh, was my, that's what was my focus. Okay. That's but great. I didn't do anything after it. It was truly. Well, you're yeah. writing now. So you, you, you're yeah. using that. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, yeah. I'm writing. I got an English BA. <laughs> <laughs> I got something. I got you got to something. start somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. So I managed to make it through that. But definitely not. When did the comedy start? The comedy started in when I was, I would say, in my 20s. I started doing sketch comedy because a friend of mine, I never had any theater background or anything, but a friend of mine at a bar I was working at. Pretty embarrassing, eh, to talk about it? Sketch comedy. I did sketch comedy. It's a lot of work, It's great. sketch comedy. Sketch comedy is great. I love you, Kira. You're great. It's a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of rehearsing, a lot of scheduling, a lot of props. Well, I I couldn't... No money. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) A lot of no money. (laughs) A lot, a lot of no money. I would just hate to have to rely on other people. It's tough. uh, Kira's uh, sketch troupe was nine people. Oh, my gosh. You're all splitting 50 bucks at the end of this? That is so much. Five bucks each, and then we yeah. throw five into the kitty. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Gas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whoever rented the car or van. Yeah, I started with sketch, and then just kind of thought, oh, I'll I'll try. Trying stand-up was always in there, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought, I'll give it a try, and I did, and I really liked it. How old were you? Uh, I was 28, I think. Late bloomer. When I, I was, yeah, I started stand-up. No, sta- I stand-up, 28. Sketch a few years earlier. First time I ever tried stand-up, I was 28. Um, but then I don't think I did it until like 31 was when I was like, hey, I should really do this as a thing. That's. I feel like I was the same. It mm-hmm. was more, oh, this is fun. This is fun. I There's no way I could do it yeah. as a I, I, I was always thing. scared of like, I'm like, I, don't, I, I won't. Because I don't know, when you go to comedy shows, when you want to be a comedian, you go check out shows and... There's a lot of good comedians in the yeah. city, and it gets very intimidating. Absolutely. So you're like, uh, I don't. I didn't want to go into something that I was just going to look like a fool. 
Um, but because my uh, my local show that I'd go to every week was uh, the Eaton House. Remember Joanna oh, Downey yeah. used to run that yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, that was a and great show. And she room. had fucking killers on, man. Yep. And I was like, but it was funny because then I, I'd go like try to get on an open mic and it was just such a different world. Oh, yeah. How <laughs> was your, like, how were your first few sets? <clears throat> um, First set, I was really good. Like, I, I like, there was visible nerves, Um, but it was like the jokes were good. Uh, I still use a couple of them every now and again, nice. like uh, a couple of them were trash, but that's, you know, you're just trying to work it, work things out. But it, uh, it felt good after the first set. And then I remember I posted it, uh, on YouTube and, um, and then I went, like I post on Facebook, I'm like going to do it. Like, this is like two months later or something, another, another yeah. set or something. And then I remember, uh somebody commented on the post the next day they're like where's the video and i just commented uh i need to add a laugh track (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the same as me i think our stories are very common in stand-up the first one you tend to invite more friends yeah i filled the room the room (laughs) yeah because that was mine just fart jokes and friends (laughs) and everything went great and i thought oh this is easy the next show Nobody I knew except for my brother and his date, and I bombed so bad. Silence. And your brother probably didn't get laid because of that. Oh no, probably not. Probably not. My There's shitty like, I comedy cop blocked my brother. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, that is what happened. He, he might uh, hold that against you. Oh, still. he might. He might. But oh, oh god. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't even know how I got up and to do it again. Yeah. But I, but I, I did. I f- like, I remember after I did it the first time, I remember I was back home in Niagara the next, uh, uh, like on the weekend, it was a Thursday night. I did the show. And then I was like Saturday. I was with my buddy at this bar in Niagara and I was just looking in the corner and there was just a mic on a stand on a stage. Just sit like, Oh, okay. and I was just like looking at him like, man, it's tempting, you know, like you yeah. just want to, you just want to get up there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have the drive at the beginning. But then uh, then Hunter Collins uh, talked some sense into me. Nice. And he was like, hey, man, where you been? I was like, I don't know. I haven't been on stage in like three months. And he's like, you can't do it that way. He's like, yeah. he goes, you either got to do it or don't do it. He's like, because you showing up here to do this show. Um, he's like, you're taking stage time away from somebody who wants to fucking do it. So yeah. either just, you know, get at it. He's like, you're funny enough, so get at it or get out of the way. And that was when I was like, okay. And then I was like focused. And I started like to like just filling up the calendar. I was like, I don't want to see holes in the calendar, whatever, Mike, you know, and you just. That's great. Yeah, it was a nice, uh, finally it, hit the ground running there. Yep. And another reason to love Hunter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he's, uh, I've been friends with Hunter since like the beginning. It was great. It was nice after I did my uh, album release party at, um, at the underground and it like the end of the night was uh me hunter barry taylor and tim golden and these are all guys that i made friends with um from like did you ever do the shows at mcveigh's no i didn't do any mcveigh's um there was like uh there was a thursday night show at mcveigh's and that was just my local where i was drinking after my divorce like i was okay, lived gotcha. a block away yeah yeah and i was always drunk classic and to, irish yeah yeah always Pub. drunk trying to bang the waitresses and uh the one girl um Told me she had a comedy show she ran. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do comedy. And then she put me on. Um, and I did good enough to bang her. So. <laughs> Whoa. 
So that was my first night in Hello. comedy. Oh, just as humble as he is opening for Louis C.K. <laughs> Nothing changes. What? Hey, did, did you get laid your first night? We no, got, probably no, not. I didn't. I didn't. I did not. No. And I definitely didn't the second time I did stand up. Yeah. But yeah. I meant, I remember Tim Golden was uh, a, a headliner. It's a fucking open mic, but he they, he was billed as the headliner and he, uh, he closed the show and I was like, wow, this guy's fucking great. And then he... Talk to me like I was a human being. Love it. And uh, I just, I would see comics while I was drinking at the bar. And they would like come down from the show. And like, because I wasn't really doing comedy. I just tried it a couple times. And Tim would always come down and talk to me. And Hunter would come down. And uh, and I, I made friends with Barry Taylor through there. Nice. And his girlfriend at the time was uh, working at CTV with my roommate. Oh, so wow. we all had this little connection. And I used to go bug Barry. Was, remember when the edge was like storefront? Yes. And you could go yep. like, bang on the windows and stuff. So I'd like go and like hang out with Barry on his shifts and like say hi and stuff. And then it was like nice. This album release, it was the four of us at the end of it. I'm like, oh, this is nice. That's you very know? cool. Yeah. That's very full circle. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the craziest full circle thing? Yes, I do. Um, first comedy show, first live comedy show I ever saw was uh, at Fanshawe College. It was Nikki Payne. Oh my god! And it was the first time I ever saw live comedy, and I was just like, holy shit! And she's so electric. Yes. Too. Yeah, you cannot yeah. deny and that. And it was woman. just like it was just an amazing thing to watch. I remember, like, I'm like, I, I want to do this, and then, uh, and then cut to years later, uh, the first time I ever got flown anywhere uh, was I got flown out to Newfoundland to open for Nikki Payne. Yeah. That's very like, oh, cool. Oh, that's a nice full circle. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very cool full circle. And um, so you went to Fanshawe. Oh, yeah. What did you take? Television broadcasting, baby. Well, there baby. you go. Okay, that all makes sense yeah. then. All of this makes sense. That's how I got my big job at CTV. Yes. It was uh, so fun going back there this morning after like two huge nights of icebreakers and then four shows opening for Louis C.K. I got helicopter rides and shit, and then, uh, I, the, then fucking 9 a.m., just pu- pushing buttons in my yep. cubicle this morning. I'm like, comedy's great. Yeah, that is, <laughs> it keeps you humble. It keeps you humble. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I can't, oh, oh Ted Pazillion, because uh, he does some stand-up as well, and we were laughing about how we can have those kinds of experiences where you, you're in a five-star hotel. He was literally talking about being helicoptered to the venue in Monte Carlo. Jesus. And the next day he was doing something that was nothing like that. Yeah. And I've had it too. And I want to do a coffee table book where it's just, this is where you were <laughs> this day, 24 hours later. Here you are. It keeps us humble. I think I told this story on this podcast and Bob Kerr has told the story because it's his story, but he, he uh, won an award. And then uh, for writing or whatever, he was at an award show. And then he left because he had to go uh, to his day job. At, he worked for an event uh, company. And so he went and checked in. And then they all got in the trucks. And they drove to the awards show he was oh. just at. And he had to break the set down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, Canadian showbiz, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. But we're all doing great, eh? We're all alive. We all have food. Mm-hmm. We're okay. Um, how's your dog? How's Reggie? He's great. 
Yeah. Reggie is so good. And he can't be around other dogs, eh? He's he's scared of small dogs, especially when they're in sweaters. Oh. But bigger dogs, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You small like dogs, dogs in sweaters, he's just like, oh, get me the fuck away from Listen, these dogs. I get it. Your, your dog doesn't want to hang out with my dog, all right? That's well, fine. yeah, but Rosie's not, I wouldn't say a small dog. Rosie's like a... Medium. She's medium, I guess. Medium. I think she's smaller medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's not a little... But a pug, like a pug in a sweater would terrify my dog. Terrifies me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But bigger dogs, he, I don't know, because he's a rescue, Mm -hmm. we just want to, we just keep him away. What's the name of those terriers? He's an English bull terrier. Bull terrier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they call them bullies. The old Don Cherry. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I stole a, uh, I stole a, uh, remember uh, the champ? Yes. That was on the radio. Oh my God! Yes. I stole I stole a champ joke uh, when I was in college. We did a tour of the CBC, and uh, we were in this like in this like the big atrium lobby there. And the guy in the tour he goes, "Sometimes uh, Don Cherry wants to do his broadcast uh, right from this lobby." Blah, blah, blah. And I put up my hand and I said, "So you're saying you met Don Cherry and blew his dog?" <laughs> 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 All my teachers just like drop their heads, like, "What are you doing?" Kid? <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I was twenty-one, twenty-two. That's, was college. You know what? That Come on, the, that was the champ. That's when you should have started. That's and I says, "Pardon." Yes. <laughs> well, I snap. I lose it. <laughs> What is the champ doing these days? I don't know. Who was who was the I, champ? Who was the he was champ? De- he was a Toronto radio yeah. like one of those guys that's been around forever. I thought, yeah, I thought I I might be wrong. I thought it was a Q107. It was Q07. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Napster had all the champs on it. Remember you Napster oh, just yes. type in whatever you want and steal it from the internet and I had me and my roommate in college just had like 40 different champ things that we got there. Oh man. <laughs> So you were just, you had it on the Rolodex, oh, yeah, ready, yeah. To go ready to at go at CBC. I'm, I'm ready to steal the champs' lines. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we done here, Alex? Well oh. over an hour. Oh, Jesus. Well, we didn't even okay. scratch the surface. No, it, but this has been a very, very good time. I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm very nervous with podcasts. Oh, yeah? I don't do, do you do a lot off. of... No. Nope. Well, thank you for doing this one. I, thank you. What did you sleep? What did you think of the Never Sleeps Network, huh? Never I love sleeps. the Never Sleeps Network. We got a, we got a, we got a hammerhead shark wearing a unicorn head what's that thing i love it these are just gifts just that gifts. are accumulating <laughs> they are wonderful gifts where did you where's the shark from uh trish uh who's chef by day is a estate coordinator by evening really? so she helps people uh who are moving into long-term care or past that state for families who just are hard to uh manage their own estates and that was a gift from one of the estates that she cleared she she saw it and she's like we can't throw yeah. this out Nice. Yeah. Where did that bong come from? <laughs> Shanti Baba, Queen Street West. Oh. And this written confession to murder? Where did that come from? <laughs> That's pretty wild, though, that um, she's an estate coordinator. Because on my way over here, I was listening to a podcast about death doulas. And they are people hmm. who guide you because the boomers are all, there's so many. Yeah. And, and a lot of, like a good percentage of them don't have children. Mm-hmm. And to have someone help you through the process of, of 
dying, basically, that's a thing now. Oh, yeah. My, um, she does it. Uh, Oakville, if you're listening. Wow. Burlington, all these aging communities. My, my stepmom wants us to just throw her body in the woods up north and let the bears eat her. But her house, something, <laughs> but, something yeah, has to do yeah, with her you house. You can't throw her house into house the, woods. In the woods. No, I'm going to put her in a freezer and just keep collecting the checks. <laughs> <laughs> nice plan. It's worked for people, yeah. I think. So. <laughs> There's a lot of bodies in freezers in this world. <laughs> yes. So many we don't even know about. <laughs> All right. This was great. This was very I'm fun. Thank you, guys. Glad Thank we you finally so got you on here. Um, uh, check out check out Lori on last week's uh, Icebreakers Comedy Festival <laughs> yes. warm up show at the Underground. Yeah, get that time machine uh, <laughs> sparked up. It'll, it'll be good to be back in there. I might wear all my dope in my gear, eh? Yes. Just that guy who can't let go. <laughs> well, it's they're great shirts, and and I love that show. I loved. Doing that show, it was uh, it was something special. Yeah. Now we move on to bigger exactly. and better things, eh? Exactly. Like I got I got to hit the road with Louis C.K. now. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I don't think I'll ever see the man again, but we had a good time. It was fun. As long as you had a good time, it was a great learning experience. Um, it's uh, it's nice to see uh, so, like somebody that good from across a room do comedy. Like you're not hiding in the back of a theater and comedy club is still the best comedy comedy club is it is and i i asked him i'm like are you enjoying at least like being back in clubs and he's like i'm really liking it he's like comedy clubs make you work he goes you get in a theater it's autopilot and he's like the clubs are very unforgiving and you gotta you gotta get going you gotta you gotta bring it but Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like theaters are really hard um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I haven't had the opportunity to do many theaters, but whew, but it's probably because I get nervous and ruin it for myself. That's, that's uh, do you got anything coming up we can promote? Um, mm, uh, ooh, yes. Well, I'm doing uh, well in Toronto. Not are, are, are you much. plugging Alex Ross gigs? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> He I'm at Lions Heart Pub next month in Mississauga. Well, yeah, Lori will be in Chatham, Ontario. I will be in Chatham, Ontario. Uh, I believe that's uh, the, the 13th the or the 14th. Your Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day in Chatham, and then the 15th no, no, no. in Midland. Reverse. It is reverse. Yes, Midland on the 14th, 15th right. in Chatham. You are absolutely right. Then I'm in London, Ontario, uh, at the end of the month, end of February, at the Yuck Yucks. Nice. And uh, I'm in Guelph this weekend. You are a busy girl. Which will be fun. Good for you. Yeah. I'm trying to keep... The Icebreakers Comedy and Festival. Of course. <laughs> I just finished the Icebreakers yeah, Comedy Festival. you killed it. And it went amazing. Get out to car- Chatham, yeah, see Laurie doing stand-up exclusively in a sweatsito these days. <laughs> I, Stu asked me, said, if you get that sweatsito before your show, will you perform in it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about... Um, about everyone uh, getting one now is uh, I can open up the pool when I do the Sweatsito show every right. year because oh. it's been like the same lineup oh three God. years in a row and now I got like <laughs> yeah. 20 more people I can choose from. Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely. It's the ultimate. You're so, co- you want to be comfortable when you do comedy mm-hmm. and there's nothing and more comfortable you, oh, than a Sweatsito. It's, it's wearing a hug, baby. It's yep. wearing a hug. Yep. Um, all right. Thank you for your sponsorship, yeah. uh, Sweatsito. Thank you, Sweatsito. <laughs> he ain't sponsoring this podcast. He ain't even listening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but uh, guys, find uh, L'Oreal out there on the socials. I see her. She posts from time to time. From it's time to time. It's very nice. It's, yeah. it's, it's always funny. You're a fucking great entertainer. Oh, thank we're you. Happy to you have are her. too. Um, check out New Eden on Crave, guys. Yes. Um, it's yes. really funny. I watched the first two episodes and actually fucking laughed out it's loud. It's fantastic. And I have not laughed out loud at uh, TV in quite some time. So yep. tell tell those tell those broads are doing a great job. I eh? will indeed. <laughs> and uh, guys, just keep uh, supporting live comedy. Keep listening to the Potato Files. And uh, I don't know, find me out there. I'm in Niagara Falls in a few weeks. And then uh, Oshawa, Ottawa, Edmonton, Calgary. I'm doing a tour called Adorable Filth. I so love it. That was a, a nice little thing uh, Martha Chavez said to me after a set. She's like, oh, I love your adorable filth out there. And oh, I was like, I'm going to use that. She's got some good, she's got some, she comes out with some good zingers, some good yeah. one-liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great, man. Yeah. She also killed it uh, on Saturday night at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. She uh, works her butt off, too. I really admire, like mm-hmm. you, you work her ass off. She she records every show, all that. Like, yeah. yeah. She's, a, she's a goddamn comic. Yeah. She's a real yeah. fucking comic. Full on. Um, all right, guys, that's been the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Check us out. Come back. Tell your friends. Yada, yada, yada. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.